Hi guys, and welcome to Hauntedology. I'm your host, Megan, and I cannot wait to dive into this next episode. It is my belief that every city has a story to tell, and it's our job to listen. So let's see what this special city has to tell us today. In today's episode, we will be talking about the Kehoe House, and it's kind of interesting, depending on which story you believe, it's the death of two twin girls or the death of two twin boys under completely different circumstances that adds most of the mystery and the haunt to this place. So, I'm not really sure which one I believe, but maybe after listening to this episode, you can tell me. is an exquisitely restored 1892 Renaissance Revival mansion in Savannah's Historic District. The inn, which is listed on the National Register of Historic Places, features 13 original guest rooms and upscale amenities. Nice. In 1892, this Queen Anne mansion was built on Columbia Square by William Kehoe. Kehoe was an enterprising Irishman who made a fortune in iron and became one of Savannah's most prominent businessmen. He spent $25,000 on the house. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Back in that, that's pretty days. bad, though. I mean, because in the 50s, um, houses would go for that amount. You know, so that, that, for a nice big house, that's a lot. That's, you know, it's just interesting. Because <laughs> your normal everyday house would go for that much or more than that in the 50s or so. But, um, you know, for back in those days. That's a lot. That's a lot. And that's probably a lot of house. Back in those days, with this elaborate amount spent on the construction of the house, it included making the home a true showcase of his iron trade. Much of the detailed trim, such as window casings and ornate columns, are made of iron. And the elaborate home was built for his wife and 10 children. Tragedy struck when two young children were killed in the house while playing in one of the rooms. Apparently, there was an incident with the fireplace in the chimney. So, as you may have guessed, the details are a little sketchy. But as legend and lore goes, the Kyo twin boys died at the age of five while playing inside a chimney. Which was blocked off and decorated with, wait for it, angels. Yeah, I know. How ironic. But yes, angels were there where the kids are said to have died. And I'm not going to try to harp on this because it's not relevant to anything other than it definitely ups the creepiness factor for sure. But Mrs. Keo is said to have come home one day to find her two children missing. In a panic, she looks everywhere, but they're nowhere to be found. Sometime later, something smelled bad in the house. Oh, snap. This led to the Keo family to look in the chimney. I don't know why, but it did. Hmm. That's bad. And that is where they found the bodies of these two children. This is where the story gets confusing, though. Because this is actually said to have never happened. Yet, the boys did, in fact, die. So, how did they die? Uh, yeah. I 100% Googled as best as I can. And even resorted to random blogs to try and find out any other theories as to how these boys may have died. But I genuinely cannot find any other way. Okay. So, all I can tell you is the legend and what is supposed to have happened in the chimney on that fateful day interesting why would the family not want you to know if that's i mean if that's the truth why would they not 
make it want to look like that's not what happened. I don't know. I mean, it's Savannah, so you go to the side of something sketchier happened. But it could also be as simple as it was back in the 1800s and they didn't really keep very good records for us to find on Google now. True. But it is really weird nonetheless because you would think there would be some sort of reporting from some sort of local news. I mean, Dagon Wikipedia had it on there about the Gribble House. True. But I didn't see anything. Interesting. Eventually, as we all do, Mr. and Mrs. Keogh passed away and their remaining heirs inherited the home. The heirs sold the home in 1930, to which I cannot really blame them for doing so, all things considered. Over the years, it was first turned into a funeral parlor called Goet Funeral Home. It remained a funeral parlor for 47 years. Oddly enough, that's all I can really find out about the house's time as a funeral home, but hello, dead bodies everywhere? That's true. That in and of itself is enough to make this place an extra level of creepy to me. So, after it was a family home where tragedy was said to have struck, it turned into a funeral home. And now, up to this point in the home's history, after it was a funeral home, it becomes a boarding home or a boarding house. And as we all know, in Savannah, it's never just a simple boarding house. This is true. Then, following that for a short time, NFL legend Joe Namath's private residence. At one point, it was almost destined to be a nightclub under the hands of Joe Namath. The citizenry didn't really take too kindly to that, and the idea was scrapped. And it was sold and continues its journey of passing through multiple owners. I can understand that. In 1990, the Keogh House became the historically renovated bed and breakfast that it is today, complete with its own set of Savannah ghost stories. There you go. Yeah, there's the Savannah we all know and love. (laughs) I mean, it's a historic house. You don't need to make it... A nightclub or whatever that was. No, that was just stupid. <laughs> no offense. But but this makes sense to take it back to something of that era. Yeah, like the home, a type mm-hmm. of home where people sleep and eat and converse and... Yeah. Yeah, definitely. How it should be. Though the home itself has been through many changes in ownership and usage over the years, the one constant in the home during this time period has been the ongoing presence of several of the deceased Keyhoe family members. Four members of the first generation of the family who died in the house haunted. Miss Ann Keyhoe is known as the Lady in White, although there are several Lady in Whites in Savannah, but the Lady in White at the Keyhoe house is Miss Ann. There you go. Toward the end of her life, she suffered from crippling arthritis Mm. and was confined to the second floor. And it's here where her ghost is actually seen the most. I can believe that. Spotted at a writing desk, and she often abruptly wakens guests with her presence. She is seen sitting on the edge of their beds. At other times, she is seen on the third floor. This is where she would visit her grandchildren while she was alive. Okay. She doesn't sound too bad. I mean, mean, the whole sitting on the edge of my bed thing would kind of creep me out. A little bit, yeah. Maybe she's like sitting on the edge of her child's bed or something. But yeah, that's getting a little personal. Look close. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know you like that. You're like, here's my bubble. Don't (laughs) pop it. (laughs) William Kehoe's ghost is seen throughout the home. On one occasion, he opened all the locked doors on the ground floor at the same time. Nice. Handy. Yeah. You know, you keep walking around everywhere. (laughs) Done. Except he unlocked them. Yeah. That'd be annoying. (laughs) But then it'd also be kind of funny because you could just make people keep having to go back and lock doors. (laughs) That's true. I would be that annoying, guys. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> <laughs> so, it is reported that the couple had twin sons that died in the house, but actually it was just two young daughters um, on another account of the story. Oh, Lord, child. So, the girls' names were 
Anne and Mary, and they were said to have died of roseola within three days of each other is when they died. And the girls were mistaken for twins because they were so close in age. Yeah. Okay. I mean, back then, I can see that. But roseola? No, there are different variations of roseola. Really? Mm-hmm. And there's a roseola infinitum where the fever is just crazy high. Okay. Um, yeah. That makes sense. I can definitely see it being a problem. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, untreated. You, know, you can't treat anything. Well, yeah, um, back then. Yeah, you don't know what to wa- look for. And- so it's actually these girls' distinctive features that identify them. They both had blonde hair and blue eyes, and they're said to be playful spirits who were often heard running on the top floors. They giggle and whisper into each other's ears. They're seen standing at the foot of guest beds, and one female guest reportedly said that she felt her face being stroked. Not a had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> the girls also like to turn doorknobs. Lord. Today, it is said rooms 201 and 203 are most active. Besides the ghost scene, lights are also turned off and on when these rooms are empty. The doorbell in the home also chimes when no one's outside. <laughs> Sounds like ours. Sounds like ding-dong ditch to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things are said to take a more eerie turn, though. The most known occurrence has been said that it is because of the two souls of the Keo twins, depending on which story you believe, the boys is what is fueling this story. True. Because they are still said to remain playing inside near the same chimney where the accident is said to have occurred that took their lives. Now, the ghosts of the children can be seen in other places as well, running through the halls, popping up in rooms, only to disappear moments later, lights flashing on and off, doors locking and unlocking, the doorbell rings when no one's there. Several guests have even reported feeling their beds dip and then seeing indentions of an invisible entity sitting with them on their bed. I'd let them have the bed. Oh, I'd have been out. Staff have also reported hearing the voice of a young boy echoing through a quiet room asking them to come play with him. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no. I ain't got time right now, buddy. I gotta clean. I'll see you later. Out of the. Out. Here's my resignation. <laughs> yeah. My resignation's in that room. You can go get it. Guests who stay at the Keo house have reported all sorts of haunted events happening to them while staying here. With children having passed away in the home, it's no coincidence that the ghosts of children are some of the most reported ghostly yeah. occurrences in the house. One of the stories that won't die, despite being debunked pretty heavily, is the story of the two Kiho children getting stuck in the chimney, if you believe the rumors. They were never able to escape and died in the chimney. The story goes, like I said, that one day Miss Kiyo came home and found two children were missing. And in a panic, they looked everywhere, couldn't find them, finally found something smelling bad, and looked in the chimney where the bodies were found, if you believe the legend. But the fact still remains that many people have stayed at the Keo house and experienced paranormal happenings that involve ghosts of children. So, what's going on there? One possible explanation can be found when you consider residential hauntings. Residential hauntings are when events or sounds from the past seemingly replay themselves in a haunted location. So, we know that the children have lived in the house well before it was a haunted bed and breakfast. So, is it possible that what the guests are experiencing are actual residential imprints that those children left on the house? It's possible. It doesn't seem to be just the sounds of the children playing, but sometimes they're making contact with the living. And this makes people believe that when it comes to the ghosts of the children at the Kehoe house, that a residual haunting is happening there. And it's said that the souls of the twins remain. Another ghostly experience that occurs at the Kehoe 
house is the smell of perfumes from an age past. Another ghostly experience that occurs at the Keogh house is the smell of perfumes from an age past having been noticed wafting their way through the hallways or bedrooms of this haunted Savannah bed and breakfast. Now, being able to explain a way some of the hauntings at the Keogh house doesn't explain some of the other hauntings and encounters with the ghosts. At least one of the ghosts here seemed to be of an intelligent variety. So an intelligent haunting is apparently when a ghost, spirit, or entity appears to recognize the living and can interact with them. Okay. And we know this happens at the Keogh house from the reports of guests and staff. So this might explain why the guests often report the feelings of someone touching them while they sleep and numerous people staying there have reported this type of ghostly phenomenon. So like imagine laying in bed peacefully relaxing after a long day exploring Savannah and the next thing you know like a phantom hand is on your head. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it grabbed your arm. Regardless of where it grabbed it was still warrant a scream from me. What do you think? Yeah, I'd be gone. What do you think about the twins, though? What are you? What's your opinion on that? Um, I mean, obviously they died somehow. Was it um, boys? Was it girls? Like, the Rosiola uh, the definitely had ten kids for Christ's sake. No <laughs> they couldn't keep up with them. Um, the Rosiola sounds more plausible. It does, but I mean, and things like kids falling in. The chimney that would make sense because those old houses they had those you know the chimneys and um, fireplaces in every room and all that mm-hmm. stuff and so I would I would think that would also be possible. True. I mean, yeah, it's not it's not an impossibility. Yeah, yeah, just opinions. Yeah, and that's that's really all you can find on this house is just opinions. Interesting. Yet it's a noted house in in um, Savannah. Well, too, I mean, not only did it have, like, all the deaths and stuff, but it also had that period of being a funeral home for 47 years. And, you know, that's just yeah, a lot of creepy in and of itself. (laughs) It just adds to the creepiness factor. Yeah. Yeah, I can't argue with that. But, um, nothing, I mean, compared to other houses, it's kind of quiet. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Except for the children, and they don't really mess with people. They just sit with them and touch their faces. <laughs> yeah. That would happen once, and I would be out the door. Might even make a new back door. Yeah, the window in the room is now a door. <laughs> Not real sure about that. I mean, when we went that day and we were looking at it, it was a pretty quiet place. Yeah. Yeah. A really pretty place. Yeah. Everywhere we've been is 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 pretty. It's it's picturesque and it's peaceful. Until you stay the night there. Yeah. <laughs> but what else can you expect? Yeah, this is true. But I would definitely suggest checking it out if you do get to go down to Savannah one day. Yeah. Or even Probably. if you live here and are bored one day, I would definitely just go for a walk because you'll find a lot of cool things. Definitely, very true. It's very nice walking down there. Hi guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Hauntedology. I'm your host Megan and I greatly appreciate it. I do all of the writing for these shows myself so it means a lot that you guys sit here and listen to what I have to say. Like I said, I believe every city has a story to tell and I want to tell it. So don't forget If you want to keep up and not miss anything, even social media wise, you can always hit me up on the Instagram page for the podcast 
at Hauntedology or my personal Instagram at Megs underscore Noel. That's M-E-G-G-S underscore N-O-E-L or on Twitter at Hauntedology and at Megan Noel Fit.